Hi, Richie. Hi, Sen. Hi, everyone. And welcome to episode 222 of the Snack Covenant. Oh, my God. And today we have a very special guest with us. Introduce yourself, special guest. Hey, everybody. Uh, hi, my name's Robin. I didn't know I was going to be in, on such a, you know, numerologically auspicious episode. I didn't understand one of those words. <laughs> it's 222. Oh. That's an event. Yeah. Oh my god, how are we celebrating? Well, by having me on your show. Yay! I was going to say, let's go get some Japanese slippers. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about like yourself, what you do, your comics and stuff like that? Okay, well, I'm Robin. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Uh, I am a writer. I write primarily comics and I work with a variety of artists. If you want to see them, they're at robinbfoss.com. I sell them for about five bucks each. I usually write a lot of stuff in like post-apocalyptic genres and I have some like romance stuff in there. I also have a podcast that should be out by the time this airs. Ooh. Yeah. It's called Anarch History. We kind of take a look at like history and media and current events from an anti-authoritarian perspective. Sounds fancy. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. So today we're going to talk about Dark Souls. And specifically, we'll talk about the characters... Fina and Velka. Fina and Velka. Fina and Velka. So I contacted Sinclair on Twitter because I have this like unhinged kind of pet lore theory about Dark Souls 1 that I've, I have never seen discussed anywhere else. And I'm kind of wondering if I'm missing something that's going to make the whole thing just fall apart. But so far, I haven't found it. So maybe you can help me out with that. Maybe you can pick this apart. Mm-hmm. And tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. But okay, so from Latrek's storyline, we know that he is a worshiper of Fina, and Fina is a goddess of fateful beauty. She takes care of and protects her followers, but demands absolute loyalty. Mm-hmm. And because of the way Latrek's storyline goes, we know that he you know kills a firekeeper to take her firekeeper's soul. And we find a firekeeper soul on a dead body at the feet of this statue in the undead parish. Right. Do you agree that that statue is Fina? Depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this is something that we've talked about like, with the way that the Souls games depict churches. And like this is true of like a lot of Japanese RPGs is that they just shove statues of random women in them because they've mm. seen like oh yeah this this statue like we, we they've seen christian churches that have statues of mary and statues of various female saints in them and just sort of put them in there because there was that whole thing about like in the sunlight altar there's also a statue of a woman and, and there's a statue of a woman behind filing shrine and there's this whole thing about like is that gwyn's wife is that such and such and um like it's never really identified as anyone in particular it's just like here's a Here's a statue of a woman because this is a sacred place. Okay. So yeah, like this yeah. this story that I have in my head kind of hinges on that idea. Okay. That, that that is Fina and that's why that firekeeper soul is there because he was making a sacrifice to her. 
because presumably, like a lot of people in that game, she collects humanity. You know, like Gwyn right. does, like the like Quelag does, um, because it's a resource that can. And she's holding a baby. This is a statue of a woman holding a baby, and the baby is holding a sword. <gasps> Are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Possibly. Possibly. Does this involve mafia babies? I have not looked ahead. I don't know. Is there a mafia baby in Reborn who has a sword? Do I have to live through this? Or, But there's a mafia baby in Reborn who has a shape-shifting chameleon who can turn into a sword. Now, Robin, I don't know if you're aware of Sin's obsession with the anime Katekyo Hitman Reborn because what, what Sin doesn't grasp is that even though we do Souls content and Reborn content. About 80% of the listeners don't listen to the Reborn content, but she assumes there's a there's a complete Venn diagram overlap. And she can just bring it up. I have zero point of reference for Reborn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask you, Robin. No. Do you watch anime? <laughs> yes. So Reborn is like the greatest anime of all time. It's about mafia babies. I never heard of it other than when you guys mention it offhand <laughs> all right okay hi it's another one of these little asides that sin thinks are cute and uh, she wants me to explain what reborn is so reborn is an anime about a baby who is also a hitman and Sin likes it, and three other people like it, and on the basis of that, she decided to force me to watch it with her, and then to record our reactions, and upload them to the channel, but with misleading titles, so that you, the audience, can be tricked into watching Reborn with us. As a result of Reborn, at least one person has quit the Patreon. We will be covering Season 2 later this year. Alright, so the statue. Yeah, the so statue. there's the statue of a woman who is very possibly Fina, who is holding yeah. a baby who is holding a sword. And that same statue of a woman holding a baby holding a sword is in that sunlight altar where there is a broken apart statue that is primarily that is that is um probably the firstborn, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's where Solaire hangs out. I remember back in like the old um uh Solaire is the firstborn obsessive theory. The idea yeah, was that yeah. the baby was Solaire because it had the sword. Yeah, he has the same sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should a baby be wielding a sword? Is this an attempt against to talk about Reborn again? No! <laughs> the only reason a baby should be wielding a sword is if that baby is a god of war, right? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it probably couldn't pick up the sword. Like. Yeah, but in a statue, but, it's but, like symbolic. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're taking yeah. this baby and we're giving it a sword because that is yeah. an important thing to understand about this baby. So could this have been like a family photo shoot? I think it is. I think it's exactly that. 
Hmm? Yeah, because you can give like baby little hats and just like, I don't know, teddy bears. In this case, they're like, oh, hold this prop sword. And then they click, take a picture, and it's really cute. That'd be cool if that's if you can make statues like that. Oh my god, you go click and the statue appears? <gasps> yeah, and there's just a full white marble statue? Yeah, like a super advanced 3D printer. I mean, what is Michelangelo but a super advanced 3D printer? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, so please continue, Robin. <laughs> okay, so I think that baby is the god of war, the, the firstborn. Right. Okay. And I think that that woman is his mother which means that Fina is the mother of at least one of Gwyn's children. That's, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Oh! Right. Gwyn's in trouble. Oh, yeah. Didn't we establish Gwyn was in trouble a while ago? <laughs> yeah, Gwyn, this whole game is Gwyn's in trouble, and I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. If Gwyn is Zeus, Gwyn is obviously Zeus, right? Yeah. He throws lightning bolts, he's yeah, the king of yeah. all the gods. One of his sons is the god of war. His daughter is uh, is uh, Demeter, the harvest goddess. And Zeus's wife is Hera, and she is also kind of a goddess of fateful beauty. She is also a person who is nurturing, but also demands loyalty. She's um, right. She's often the person who keeps Zeus in check. Like Zeus will get out of hand; he'll do something irresponsible, and she comes in and kind of puts him in check and tries to influence his decision making to and uh mm-hmm. and punishes him. She's kind of the the one person capable of punishing him when he does something bad or when he cheats on her or something. Mm. So that that rings true for Fina to me. I feel like that the parallels there that if we look at that statue and say that oh, that woman is Gwen's wife and that's Fina, like that squares to me with what we know about Fina. And what we know about Hera. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we take a walk from the Undead Parish back to Firelink Shrine, there's another statue of a woman holding a baby <laughs> that is seemingly a younger baby because it's still in swaddling clothes and it's very Virgin Mary. Very Virgin Mary? Yeah. So basically, I started thinking of those statues of a woman with a child as being all the same character like if we're thinking of this in terms Mm. of um iconography you know if there's this statue of a mother that there is this er mother that we are making statues of so when you see a big statue of a woman holding a baby especially if it's in some kind of church you can think of it as a statue of the same god in the same way that like uh guan yu always holds the same sword or you know like especially like uh chinese like buddhas and bodhisattvas and things are depicted holding certain objects that you can identify them by yeah so i start following a trail of these statues of a woman with a child and that leads you down to new londo ruins where there is a similar statue or actually before you get to the new londo ruins you go through that elevator shaft and there's a statue of a woman standing with her hand outstretched downward. But the statue is like really worn down smooth. And then you get down to New Londo Ruins and there's that same statue. But instead of it being completely worn down smooth, there is 
that same woman like standing there with a slightly older child that's standing on its own next to her. And then you see that same statue in the painted world. It's the one that turns when you pull the lever. Right. So if you play with the idea that that is like the same person as the statue in the um, Undead Parish, then the story that popped into my head at least was that you have this royal family with Gwyn as the patriarch who rules over everything, and he has this wife who essentially supports him and takes care of his children and raises his children, but also kind of keeps him in check. Then, over time, as his power starts to wane, he starts to become more and more paranoid and starts alienating everybody around him. You know, he alienates Havel, who he used to fight with. He, uh, yeah, he has various former allies who he breaks ties with. Yeah. He has various people betray him. He has Seath kind of go behind his back in some ways. You have Gwendolyn, who I don't think is his real son. Oh, yeah. Side note. I think the reason Gwendolyn was raised as a girl was because he has those tentacle things. Yeah. Which, you know, speak to him having different parentage. So they have to hide those tentacles, which means they had to put him in a dress. There's an interesting thing with um, uh, Gwendolyn that was sort of like it's very hard to notice because it's on the the asset they use for the backdrops of like when you're reading the miracles so you don't see it and it's like low res uh-huh. but if you look at the original it it depicts Gwyn and Gwendolyn together like addressing a crowd and Gwendolyn huh. pretty much just looks like Gwendolyn does in game and it's like I guess Gwendolyn wasn't being hidden or I don't know That's it's strange. just it's very strange but that kind of squares yeah. with with what I'm talking about where like he wasn't necessarily hidden from the public but they did have to hide that he was kind of half uh, I think half Seath, frankly. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the music when you're fighting Gwendolyn is the Moonlight Butterfly theme, which is Seath's creation. And then Gwendolyn is using magic, which is a Seath thing. It's not using yeah. divine stuff. That made, yeah, yeah. I hadn't even made that connection. But yeah, I think I think we're on the same page there. So yeah, I think what happens is that as Gwyn alienates people he starts to alienate his own family and you have guinevere at some point leaving him to go someplace safer we don't know where and then we have fina i think cheating on him with seath and seath kind of using fina maybe he like plays into like her cheating on her husband with him in order to do his experiments about, you know, like creating a dragon person or like achieving immortality. Very days of our life. Yeah, it's very it's very messy. Like the Greek gods. <laughs> yeah, they're always cheating on each other. And th- this is why like the whole question over the parentage of Gwyn's children, because a lot of people were like, well, who's the mother? As if there's going to be one mother. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think there is just one. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you never hear about the mother because Gwyn is just, like, having children by various women. Yeah, but I think Fina is the first, and I think she is the mother of the firstborn and of Guinevere. And then I think Gwendolyn is not Gwyn's child. I think... I think Gwendolyn is the child of Seath and Fina that was raised as his child. Mm-hmm. 
I just had a vision. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know how there's a bunch of shows called Real Housewives or whatever? <sighs> Real Housewives of Van Orlando. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think probably if I'm just thinking purely character wise, I think probably the last straw was when Gwyn when uh Gwyn's own firstborn son turned against him and Gwyn responded by erasing him from all the history books. Mm-hmm. You know, tore down all the statues and caused everybody to forget his name and so on. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think in my mind that that is when Fina starts turning against him like really turning against them and then you have this whole plot against the gods which ends with a lot of people associated with people and things associated with this plot against the gods ending up in the painted world to like keep them out of this world yeah exactly yeah and that's why i think you have that same statue in the painted world along with the occult ember and the crow people and things because i think that when Fina turned against her husband, she took on the name Velka and became a goddess of sin in order to, like, exact retribution against him. Hmm. Interesting. Because when you, if you, if you think about the word sin, if you, if, I don't, I'm not super familiar with the lore in Dark Souls 2, but I do know that, like, the, the quote-unquote first sin was Gwyn's actions. We think, yeah. So I, I don't know that that's the only other time I hear the word sin used. So that feels like a connection, maybe. Mm. My name is Sin. That's, that's true. So you're the goddess of sin. Oh my god! What a twist! twist. <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me of this commercial. Richie, it's a funny one. Um, like how you the- can tell that I'm just like <laughs> hanging my head and thinking, Jesus Christ. There's this guy that's like um, doing the twist, right? And he's looking at a bottle. And then the camera zooms in on the bottle cap and it says twist to open. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. So that's an interesting theory. Because Velka has connection to the painted world, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Velka was met at Gwyn as Fina. And that's why she was part of the rebellion and this whole thing. But in your theory, does Velka need to be Fina for it to work? Can they still be two separate entities that were both met at Gwyn? I mean, that's also possible. I just think it's interesting that you have that trail of statues of women with children that lead you from uh, a statue that is pretty clearly Fina to a statue that is probably Velka. Right. Mm -hmm. That you have this, like, mother goddess who is also vengeful. The other thing that Two introduces is the idea that over time, like, the gods have, like, their names have been forgotten and they've been kind of renamed and they've got new associations. Yeah, you see that in later games, too, where... um, Yeah. uh, What was the example? I know that people forget Gwen's name by the end of the series. Yeah, yeah. And, like, in um, 3, it's sort of like... I don't know how much of this is a deliberate 
thing and how much of it is that they changed the story at the last minute. But there's this really like weird implication that Velka and Kaitha might be the same, or at least aspects of the same entity, if not literally the same entity with different names. I tried reading up on Kaitha, but I couldn't find much. Kaitha is mostly in two, and then they bring her back in three, but the way they bring her back is like it's so close to Velka. Could you elaborate on the elements that connect them? They make a big deal out of Morn. And oh, Irina yeah, and being he... From, yeah. He worships Kaitha and they're from um Kareem, which is all like Kaitha worship, according to them. Okay. Yeah, so what happens is, like, there's this, they go... There's the Cathedral of the Deep, where there was this big confusion over who is the... There's this statue, we're going to go back to statues. There's this statue of a woman whose face is covered throughout the cathedral. And it's like, who is this supposed to be? And I think there is some... It's been a long time, but there's some implication that it's Kaitha. But then what happens is... When when they introduce the DLC and you go back to the painted world, Gale is at the altar in the Cathedral of the Deep, and he's specifically praying to Velka. And mm-hmm. when you go mm-hmm. into that painted world and you meet uh, Frida, Frida is dressed like the women in the statue. She's got this very long veil over her face. And they yeah. make a big point of, well, what ha- what's happened is Frida has, t- she says like she's taken on a form that the crow people would worship implying like she's taken on the form of Velka, so the crow people worship her. So it's like, well, okay, I guess all the statues in this cathedral are actually Velka, and it's a big Velka statue. It's like a big Velka worshipping place. But when you first see the statue, you think this woman is crying, and Kaitha is known as the goddess of tears, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. I Yeah, I wasn't exactly sure how to plug Kaitha into this whole thing. Miyazaki wasn't either. <laughs> she seems like a fairly minor deity when you look at her, like the goddess of tears. She's not a, a, a particularly important character as far as the story goes, but then being the goddess of tears, she's the goddess that's associated with the tear stone rings that everyone uses. If you're doing yeah. like a specific um, like high damage build, you want the red tear stone ring. So a lot of people still, she's sort of forefront in a lot of people's minds, even though she's not. Uh, she's basically just a background character for a lot of it. Oh, the uh, the other um, Velka Kaitha thing is that the Kaitha's chime that you use to cast the, the miracle chime um, that scales with intelligence, which is the same thing oh. that Velka's talisman does in one. Interesting. Yeah. See, I wonder if there is a thing of of maybe after Gwyn is finally brought down that her name may change again. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you also have the raven that sits on top of that that, um, altar in uh, Firelink Shrine. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it it often, I I was looking at it the way its head moves, and it kind of like looks one way, and then it looks, one of the ways it looks is straight at that statue, but that's probably a coincidence. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's also the way that, like, like Gwendolyn is head of the covenant that's, like, connected to Sin, which is Velka's domain. Like, it's all over the yeah. place. Yeah. 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 That's the other kind of sad story from this that I feel like as everybody around Gwyn started deserting him when he finally was just, 
completely paranoid and obsessed with everybody stabbing him in the back and everybody who used to be loyal to him is leaving and realizing that he is on his way out. It's Gwendolyn, the kind of unloved person who had to be hide, hid away, who stays by his side and actually like tries to keep his legacy going more than anybody else. That I find that to be pretty, pretty sad. Like he was that desperate yeah. for his father's love. Yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my main unhinged Dark Souls theory. Awesome. Richard, do you have any thoughts? Um, no, it's like I was saying, like so much of the the imagery in it, it doesn't it's not specifically tied down to any one thing. Cause like mm -hmm. um like we're talking about the statue in, in Undead Parish. Like to me that was always that's probably where there was literally just a firekeeper was there and the firekeeper got killed by Latrek and then Latrek got put in the cell before there was a chance to run off with the soul. It's where Rhea prays after you rescue her, she'll move there. She'll start praying at the altar and there's the, the channeler is there and the channelers are out kidnapping women for safe. So like it could be any number of things. But like yeah. Velka is like Velka is weird because Velka is something that's it's very vague, but mm -hmm. it ends up becoming more and more important as the series goes on to the point where like there's the, all the stuff about the crow people in three. Yeah, so they 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 go from just like these are weird enemies in the painted world. What are these? To like these things are everywhere and they're playing some important role in the story that's never really explained. Yeah. Yeah, and there's that whole theory that like Vel Velka is the one. Velka literally is the crow that rescues you. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be true or not, and it wouldn't really affect yeah. things. Yeah. But I like the idea that she is somebody. She was like one of the final people that he that he alienated. Like when he kind of transforms into this tyrant, she finally abandons him and dedicates herself to bringing him down and sides with the humans and stuff. Yeah. It says she's like, uh, um, I forget the exact wording, but it's like, she's like an outsider specifically. She doesn't. She's a rogue deity or something like that. Yeah. Rogue deity. Yeah. yeah she's like, it's like, sounds like a terrible, like novel. Well, like, she rogue went rogue. Deity. Yeah. 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 I, she's that, like... That's what that implies to me is that she wasn't a rogue yeah. deity. And then she went rogue. Also yeah, the yeah. divine ember or like the divine uh, um, upgrade path is the one that you need to fully upgrade until before you get to a cult. Right. Yeah. So you have like something that is, uh, has its source in like the way of white and the Royal family that then twists into uh, a kryptonite that can be used to take them down. Yeah. And like sin itself is interesting in dark souls because it's, um, it's almost like a legalistic form of sin rather than like you did something wrong. It's just like, did you break the following rules? If so, yeah. like you just get this, this like mark next to your name that you can then there's ways to get rid of it. So you can be like that. There's that thing about uh, Petrus because the only way like you can save Rhea is to just kill the non-hostile Petrus who is, which is a sin. 
Like you've sinned right. if you've murdered Petrus because that he will never he doesn't aggro on you. You have to aggro him. So even though you're doing it to save someone and you know he is a murderer, to actually involve yourself in that and try to prevent it happening, you you have committed a sin according to like the rules of sin. Yeah, it's very Catholic. Well, yeah, it's this interesting thing where well, it's it's sort of it's a bit Catholic, but it's also like it sort of doesn't matter what kind of person you are. Like, you, you can be yep. a good person and still sin, and you can be a bad person and not sin because the concept of sin is so legalistic rather than to do with what kind of person you actually are. Yeah. Like, you can be a forest hunter and get indicted, even though you're just defending the forest. Right. Cool. Well, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, do the outro. That was a discussion of Fina and Kaitha and some other gods with Robin. Robin, would you like to just reiterate where people can find you if they are interested in you and your projects? Yeah, it's uh, robinbfoss.com. Everything's there. I have webcomics for sale and uh, links to my other projects and my social media and stuff like that. So it's robinbfoss.com. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming, Robin. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Richie. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin. Thanks. This was fun. (laughs) And thanks, everyone, for listening. See you all next time. Bye. Say bye, Robin. Bye. Enthusiastically. Bye, folks. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.